Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. And, you know, when we get together each week here, our, our goal is to uh, provide some assistance and guidance in legal matters. Of course, we always try to be very clear that we're not dispensing uh, legal advice that sh- someone should uh, rely on directly, just uh, generally cover topics of interest and make sure that we get that information out to people as frequently and as broadly as possible, but uh, then always try and encourage people to follow up with an attorney. Now, today what we're going to do is share some information that is a bit more general, but uh, sort of, uh, let's call it helpful uh, across the board to everyone, especially uh, as we get into tax time tier. So uh, let's get to it. This is uh, Jim Mitchell, and I want to thank you for being with us. Very nice to be with you for this discussion today, and it's a very timely topic. Uh, my guest is Joshua Nesser of Lavelle Law Limited, and we're going to talk about the recently published list of top tax scams. Now, each year, the IRS reports on what they call their dirty dozen, the leading tax scams that uh, individual taxpayers must be careful to avoid. We'll talk about this year's list and kind of get a sense for why it's important to steer clear of these scenarios, find out what they are and what might be happening. So let's begin. Uh, first of all, Josh, thanks for taking the time. Very nice to have you with me again. Great to be back, Jim. Thanks for having me. Sure. So uh, tell me a little bit about this list, uh, the, the dirty dozen list from, from the IRS. What, what exactly does the list entail? So kind of like you said, it, it's a list that the IRS releases every year, obviously, with, with a dozen um, tax scams that are kind of the most prevalent during that year. They usually release it earlier in the year because that's when tax filing season is and that's when these things tend to pop up because that's, for whatever reason, when taxpayers are the most susceptible to these scams. The IRS uses to determine which items should appear on the list, how they go about it? It seems like what they really do is just try to determine what, what's causing the most problems at that point in time, what, they're, what scams they're receiving the most complaints on, what are actually the most effective against taxpayers in, in duping them out of their money or encouraging them to file a false return, just whatever in that year is really causing the most problems. And Of course, they can't create an exhaustive list because there's probably – more scams going on than you could even imagine, but they just try to find the, the 12 most dangerous, the 12 that people really need to be aware of and get as much news out as possible about those. Interesting. And uh, as you mentioned, we're, we're sort of in the midst of the peak tax season, so I assume that now is the time that taxpayers should be most diligent in watching for these? Definitely. I mean, Obviously, all year round, people should people should watch out for for others trying to defraud them or, or trying to sell them some sort of scam. But definitely, in the first few months of the year, especially March and April, when when corporate and personal returns are being prepared and filed, that's when a lot of these scams, as I'm sure we'll get into, really really are the most effective. And when people are kind of at their peak worry about taxes, probably when they're most susceptible to these scams. So. Definitely March and April of each year is when you've got to watch out for somebody that's trying to take advantage of you regarding your, your tax filings. 
Okay. Well, let's let's get into the list a little bit. Um, it, it, as you said, it comes out early in the year. I know it's available now. Um, tell us a little bit about maybe three or four of the items that, that caught your eye on the list this year. Yeah, um, we can talk about them. And a lot of the, if somebody reads through the entire list, a lot of them kind of have common themes or are similar to each other. But the few you're going to hear the most about, one, and something that I'm sure pops up every single year, is identity theft. Um, and when it comes to tax time, that generally involves somebody filing a false return using your Social Security number, and the purpose of them doing so is to claim a refund on your behalf and have that refund sent to them. Um, one that we've been hearing a lot about lately, I'm sure if you've been watching the news, you've heard about it, is these telephone scams. Um, and that's where a person is going to call a taxpayer posing as an IRS representative. And what they are telling these taxpayers is that they owe money to the IRS and it needs to be paid immediately. And obviously the instructions there can provide for payment will just end up with the money going straight to them being put in their pocket and the IRS never receiving a dime. Um, a lot of the, the dirty doesn't have to do with basically preparers, um, not necessarily accountants, but just tax preparers, promising to get you higher than normal refunds. And what they will do is they'll basically under-report your income. They'll over-report your expenses. They'll report certain credits that, that you probably are not entitled to, sometimes with the taxpayer's knowledge and a lot of times without the taxpayer's knowledge. And the purpose in doing so is to generate a higher refund. They then request a payment of a percentage of that refund. And by the time the IRS figures out that something has gone wrong here and is asking the taxpayer to pay back the portion of the refund they shouldn't receive, plus penalties and interest, that preparer that took a percentage of the refund is long gone and, and the taxpayer is out maybe a few thousand dollars. Um, and then a few of the other ones have to do with, with these, you often hear about tax promoters and, and, and tax schemes that are being sold to people, whether those are sham investments and partnerships, things like that. Um, those problems pop up all the time, especially around tax season where these promoters are trying to get people to invest in partnerships with the promise of tax benefits, but in the long run, it's really just a way to lose money and not really get any tax benefits at all. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned a couple things there. One is the fact that there's some, some common themes that kind of run through these. And, you know, as, as you look at it, this is pretty much standard from year to year that you've seen in terms of some of the common ways that these scams are being perpetrated? Yes, yeah, some of these like you said, are pretty common from year to year. I mean, identity theft, that's always going to be an issue when it comes to tax filings or anything else. Um, these promises of inflated returns, you can you know that's out there just from watching TV or reading a magazine. You see ads for tax repairs all the time who are promising you these, these large refunds when really they have no way of knowing until they sit down with you whether you're even entitled to a refund. Um, one one wrinkle that's, that's a little bit new is schemes that have to do with hiding income offshore. Um, a lot of taxpayers, not necessarily a lot, but some, some individuals and corporations lately have been finding ways to get their income offshore, um, hiding them in bank accounts that the IRS cannot uncover as a way to evade income taxes. And that's something the IRS has been concentrating on a lot more lately. And a lot of times that's not necessarily somebody scamming a taxpayer. That's just a taxpayer trying to come up with a way to evade income taxes, and that's how they do it. Um, so I think these, these schemes mm -hmm. to, to move income out of the United States and evade 
um, paying income tax on that is a fairly new trend, but it's definitely something that's been around a few years. Um, but yeah, the identity theft, the the false return preparation, those things have been around for a while and probably, are, unfortunately, are not going anywhere. Yeah. Well, for, for those of you listening, you're fortunate to be getting information on the IRS dirty dozen tax schemes for this year. Um, and uh, we're hearing from attorney Josh Nesser from Lavelle Law. Um, and I should mention here, Josh was recently named a rising star in taxation by Super Lawyers Magazine. Uh, that's a very uh, prestigious designation afforded to really just a couple of percent of all the attorneys in Illinois and, and is awarded in, in good measure based on peer evaluation. So uh, congratulations to Joshua, and, and more importantly, I think it certainly validates and uh, gives us confidence in the information we're hearing here, and it uh, certainly is something we want to pay close attention to. Now, Josh, as we get back to that conversation, I can. it sounds to me like we can divide into two different groups here in terms of who is who is actually conducting these scams? When you talk about identity theft, you know that could just be uh, any cyber criminal um, that that's going to be hard to find. But some of these schemes almost sound like they're being done by I don't want to call them legitimate companies, but operating companies that do tax preparation or other things that are just taking advantage of unknowing clients. Um, is that is that a fair representation of of how this is happening? Yeah, that, that's definitely the case. A lot of these are being perpetrated by people who, who advertise themselves as tax preparers. And a lot of times they're preying on the elderly or people who don't speak a lot of English and people who are really worried about getting into trouble with the IRS and, and for that reason they're susceptible to these scams. Um, a good example of that is there's this thing you've been hearing about in the news lately, like I said, where people are making these phone calls to taxpayers and they're saying, you owe the IRS X amount of dollars, you need to pay us immediately. And they say you need to pay by a prepaid credit card or a, or a wire transfer. Um, and a lot of people who don't really understand how the IRS works and have not dealt with them in a lot in the past are scared enough by that phone call that they will just immediately make that payment, not knowing that the IRS really has nothing to do with it and they're just paying somebody who, who found their name on a, in a phone book or wherever the case may be. So um, it is definitely these tax repairs and, and these scam artists, more or less, that you need to be aware of and that, that know the right people to prey on and, and definitely put in a lot of work to take people's hard-earned money. Yeah, and, and so these people are vulnerable. And, you know, they, if they get a phone call that, that sounds concerning to them or even if they're going through the tax filing preparation with someone that they think is reputable, how do they look out for a scheme? How do they best protect themselves from one of these scams? You know, what sort of things should they look for and maybe think about before they react to? You know, well, one tip the IRS has been giving out is that their first contact with the taxpayer is always going to be by the mail. So if you receive a phone call out of the blue from somebody who claims to be with the IRS and you have not heard from the IRS throughout, through the mail, um, there's a chance that that call may be from someone who's not legitimate. Um, also, the IRS is never going to ask a taxpayer to, to make a payment only by a prepaid credit card or a wire transfer or any sort of payment that can't be undone. Taxpayers always have the right to pay by check or pay by a normal credit card or any other method. So if, if somebody's demanding a payment by a method that doesn't seem on the up and up, uh, it's another sign that, that the request may not be legitimate. Um, and with anything else, if something seems too good to be true, there's a chance that it is. If somebody's promising you an enormous refund when in the past you haven't received very big refunds or maybe you haven't received refunds at all, 
that should be a red flag that you need to look into this a little bit further and maybe talk to a couple other people in the field to see if they agree with, with what that person is advertising. And if, in fact, something has happened, um, uh, someone has been uh, a victim of this, uh, can can an attorney, an attorney like yourself, uh, help them? I, obviously, there's going to be ramifications with the IRS in addition to, you know, a, a criminal concern here. Uh, what, what should they do if they feel they've been a victim? Definitely reach out to an attorney as soon as possible. Um, trying to get a refund of anything that was improperly paid to somebody or trying to work through procedurally these issues with the IRS is very difficult to do. Um, even when there has not been a fraudulent issue, the IRS is difficult to deal with. So you definitely want to get an attorney involved who has experience dealing with these types of matters. Also, aside from contacting an attorney and second to contacting an attorney, um, you should reach out to the IRS with your attorney's assistance. Um, you want to get the IRS involved as soon as possible to let them know that, that somebody wronged you, to let them know that the information they're getting might not be completely accurate, and they get the ball rolling on getting that fixed. And then, as with any other kind of fraudulent business activity, you can always reach out to the state's attorney general's office um, to report a business who, who might be defrauding their customers, um, and basically anyone else who's kind of a business watchdog who can, who can maybe save others from making the same mistake that you did. Okay, well, Joshua Nesser of Lavelle Law Limited has been with us today sharing information and uh, very valuable information, so I want to thank Josh for, for being here. But, of course, uh, we've got some time limits, so we're going to have to wrap things up here. Um, definitely uh, stop by LavelleLaw.com. Uh, you can get more information about uh, Joshua, the, the tax practice group at Lavelle Law, as well as uh, other practice groups. So LavelleLaw.com, uh, a great place to pick up some more information. Uh, next week, I'll be talking with Attorney Brian Warrens, and we'll be talking about the importance of probate. Uh, should be a very useful and informative topic as well. So I hope you can join us for that, and thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. 